all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. You can follow us on all your favorite social means at... All Bad Things Pod on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch. Um, email, uh, email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. <laughs> So what are you drinking tonight? Ah, I am still, uh, it's been six weeks. I have not had a drink, an alcoholic drink. It's because you've been sick for six weeks. (laughs) To to one extent or another, yes. Yeah, it's been fun. I didn't, like, I'd have expected this with COVID. I'm really annoyed that this is non-COVID. Maybe maybe this is the the start of the cordyceps. Except I haven't turned into a giant mushroom Not yet, but it's going to... A year from now, it could, oh, is that be, how long it takes? could be hell on earth. Okay. Well, it does take a year for it to come out of your brain. Yeah. But the the fungus. How? Okay. So if somebody gets bitten mm. in the, I know it works a little different in the video game, but in the show, if somebody gets bitten by a cordycep, mm-hmm. how long does it take them to become? Uh, like to- up? uh, less than twenty four hours usually. Okay. So see, you would have known yeah. by now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you might have skipped the... We don't know the stages yet, now do we? This is new. So I am drinking Hum Probiotic Kombucha Raspberry Lemonade. It actually is pretty good. Yeah, just... Can I try it? Yeah, it's it's quite sweet. This is not very sour. A lot of kombuchas are kind of bitter or sour. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, Yeah. other kombucha I've had, I'm like, no, Mm no. No, thank you. What are you drinking? Speaking of, uh, no... (laughs) For Uh-oh. a lot of our audience, uh, I'm drinking the uh, finest national, national local. local beer on the market. <laughs> oh, I did want to say, because I know I mentioned that I was going to Toronto. Mm-hmm. I went, and for you those did. Torontonians out there, you have a lovely city. Yes. I've not been there city. in quite a while. Like I, we talked on the phone about this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the last time I was there was like 2002. So was, I would hazard which, which, a guess somehow, to say it's changed a little bit. <laughs> which somehow was 21 years yes. ago. I don't know how the fuck that happened, uh-huh. but I don't like math anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a while since I've been there. It, we, we need to go back together. I, I would love to hang out and travel yeah. with you. And while you were gone, I went to the uh, yeah. Stadium Series mm-hmm. outdoor game here in Raleigh. And NHL it was hockey game. Outdoors mm-hmm. at uh, Carter-Finley Stadium, which is the home of the NC State Wolfpack. That's right. Football. But uh, it was a blast. It was a great time. It was a really cool event. Yeah, it looked re- the video you showed me looked neat. And yeah. you said there was a marching band, which I love. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Rachel would love it just for the marching band. Yes, when we went to that <laughs> NC State game, football game. Against Clemson. I could not care less about the football. Mm-mm. The marching band was epic. I yes. love a marching band. Yeah. They're so talented. Yeah, so the Hurricanes theme song, if you come to a game here, um, is uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane, obviously. Is it the it is the Scorpions. The Scorpions. <laughs> uh, so the marching band was playing that in marching band style. Da, da, da. Yeah. 
So it, was, yeah. it had a nice, uh, it really felt like you were at a college game. Like a collegiate atmosphere. I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. So, because, you know, they all the coaches were wearing Letterman jackets. and Oh, that's cute. You know, so. Very cute. Which they usually do for the outdoor game, but they, you know, they try to mix it up here and there. Yeah. But, but it was fun. It was a great time. I was driving uh, down Wade Avenue today, and uh, there was a bunch of, traffic it was like it was going to the gig so it was like six-ish or something and i and there's a whole bunch of traffic near the arena i'm like okay so clearly there's an event i was like i wonder if it's the canes and it was against Udawa. i got it right i saw all it showed was the logo right mm-hmm. on the um marquee mm-hmm. and it obviously showed the canes and then it showed just like it looked like a Roman soldier or something. I was like, oh, yeah, they went back I to their original I know. logo. Yeah. It's like, I bet that's the senders. Yep. That's right. Yes. We won four to nothing. Mm. So. There you go. That is, uh, let's see, I think six straight wins and oh. 13 out of 14. Were they ranked um, in the. They are second in the entire league because nice. Boston's on like a record run. Ah. Uh. Baston. Baston. Speaking of The Last of Us, that's where it begins. In, in Baston? Mm-hmm. Well, the story. That's where ah. the story begins. Anywho. <laughs> Anyhoodle. So we have a listener script. Yes, because thank you so much. we have both been pretty busy the last couple weeks. Yes, indeed. We, we're going to try and see if we can get back into our <laughs> alleged rotation of uh, a script from you, a script from me, a script from a listener, and just kind of keep going that way. It worked for uh, like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. So keep those scripts coming in, yes. folks. It's so helpful. And this is from uh, uh, our listener, Stephen. Yes, who's the supplier of many a fine script. I believe this is number six, because the last time we read a script of his, was I'm pretty six? sure it was number five. Okay, it's a lot. I know that. Yes. And I, I'm pretty sure we, we're, we've got a couple more yeah, in the I'm queue. Yeah, pretty, so. I'm pretty sure we do. Keep yes. them coming, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Almost 300 episodes in. Yeah, yes. we, we have our lazy streaks. <laughs> so. so this is, uh, yes, again, a listener script from Stephen. Mm-hmm. And this is the Strongman Mine Explosion. 19 January, 1967. 19th of January. That's how I have to document everything at work in the same format. Ah, so uh-huh. I'm very is used to it now. Day, month, year. No. Yes, day, mm-hmm. month, year. Little, little, medium, large, right? It's like, and in, in that's the idea, the smallest increment of time, second smallest, and then the largest. Sure. That's what I've heard anyway. <laughs> but um, I do believe uh, Stephen, well, I know, Stephen is um, a fine new... <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. From New Zealand. Yes, yes. New Zealand listener. You're going to get those tickles every now and then. Oh. Just to explain why it sounds like I was crying slash laughing slash coughing, I have something called costochondritis, which is an inflammation of connective tissue in my ribs, and it is very painful. So if I make whimpering noises, that's all it is. It's acting up right now. Please proceed. Yes. So yeah, if if this turns out as bad as we think it's going to, <laughs> she's not going to be laughing at the deaths. No. No. I will be laughing so I don't cry yeah, at so the we, pain. We, we don't want any one star reviews from no, this one. Yeah. No. Which I don't even I don't even know if we get reviews oh, I don't, who knows. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the last time I looked at one. I, I refuse. <laughs> so, uh the strongman mine explosion. 
If you look up the Strongman Mine on Wikipedia, you will find an article that consists of just four lines. See, that's probably why I never did it. I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's way too few. <laughs> that's not enough to copy and paste. That's, that's not enough. Yeah. I'm literally going to have to make up the rest. <laughs> Only one line mentions that the disaster killed 19 miners yeah, and could wow. have been a lot worse. All mine disasters, unless it it's takes everybody. Yeah. Which I, I'm guessing sometimes happens. It could yeah. always be worse. Yeah. The worst part is that how often it happens. But... Yeah. It's dangerous work. Fuck yeah. Uh, so information on the strongman mine disaster is hard to come by. Hmm. I've mainly used the report from the 1967 Commission of Inquiry in this podcast. I'm guessing that's uh, he's New Zealand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New yeah Zealand. Stephen's in New Zealand. So... Um... <clears throat> My guess is he's covering a New Zealand disaster. Well, uh, what was the... Damn it. The the famous mine disaster in New Zealand that we did. The one that Jacinda Ardern sent... That's right, sent, because they never recovered the bodies. And right. now I can't... Oh, my God. And everybody's those. screaming at us, yes. us right now, I'm well, sure. Well, just, just our five New Zealand listeners. <laughs> that was Apologies that, for forgetting, but That there one is, was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. When we did that one. But obviously, there's mining in New Zealand, so... Mm-hmm. Although, um, Stephen has covered topics in other countries, I think, sure. so... But, we'll a, but a commission of inquiry report... Yeah, that sounds very... Sounds, uh, sounds, very, sounds very Kiwi. <laughs> Or British. It's very commonwealthy. Yes. Even getting a copy of the report was a bit of a mission. Wikipedia was used for the information on the different gases involved in mining and the mm-hmm. development of safety lamps. The only video I could find was Descent from Disaster New Zealand, mm-hmm. Series 1, Episode 3. It is available on YouTube. Oh. Okay. Gas produced naturally from the coal and coal mines is a hazard that needs to be taken serious. Yes. Yeah. Natural gas in general, gas in general. The saying canary in a coal mine is a metaphor for someone or something that gives an early warning for danger comes from mining. Mm-hmm. Miners used to carry cana- uh, carry canaries. That's carry canaries. Tough words to say back to back. Uh-huh. <laughs> carry canaries into coal mines because birds are more susceptible to gas than humans. Uh-huh. The canary died, miners knew that gas was present and it was time to get to safety. Huh. The different combinations of gases in a mine are often referred to as damp. Quote unquote. Huh. This comes from the German word for vapor, Dampf. Oh, okay. oh, uh, there's a barbecue company named Dampf Good Barbecue. Interesting. Oh, so Dampf Vapor. So yeah, they okay. Vaporize okay. their shit. Maybe that's how they, that must be how well, they do or, it. Well, or, you know, if you smoke meat or something, yeah. that's, uh, that's kind of the idea. So, yeah. Interesting. Dampf. Well, most people have heard of fire damp. Black damp is also dangerous. James has told us about that. Black damp? My friend, yes. Uh, <clears throat> yes, because I never realized until talking to him, he's a fire chief. Well, he's Sm- been on the pod. Yes. Uh, smoke creates fire. I was like, Jesus, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that is. He's like, so the most, more smoke, the more fire. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so black damp is also dangerous. Slythe, also known as choke damp or black damp, is a mixture of nitrogen, water vapor, and carbon dioxide. Oh, wow. It replaces oxygen from the air. Oh, that's not good. No. Coal can absorb oxygen, and if there's not a good enough uh, ventilation system, slythe can build up and asphyxiate workers with little warning. None of that is good. Once you get the word asphyxiate in there, it's not No. There is no smell, and the only signs of the early onset is dizziness, tiredness, and feeling lightheaded. There are also symptoms of working long hours and working hard. Well, yeah, like sure. just exhausted. I would just feel like I, I wouldn't yeah. feel like there's something wrong. I would feel like 
Oh, man. Oh, I'm just tired. Yeah. That's the Long scary day. thing about, like, um, like, as a kid, I was pretty terrified of the idea of carbon monoxide. I think all kids were. I was, too. Were you? I think yeah. it's, like, a thing. I, probably, because it, it, it's colorless, odorless, mm-hmm. and, and you, like, it happens to people in their sleep. It's like one of those things that you find out about, like what happens and you're like, it sounds unbelievable. Yeah, it's very scary. Because you're like 10 and you can't put it into context. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you mean you just don't wake up? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like when you first heard of a, like, uh, like when a body suddenly becomes inflamed. What was that uh, phenomenon um... (laughs) called? Spontaneous combustion. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not. Did that actually ever happen to people? Oh my goodness. You know or is what? it a straight we up? Almost. We should. We might do that we one for do fun. An episode on spontaneous combustion. We might do that for a for a holiday episode or something. I could be incredibly wrong. But I honestly don't know if it's real. It's my. It sounds fake. It it's my recollection that when I have read up on it, the idea is. It, it's almost certainly fake in most instances, but there is some evidence to suggest there might be something that could potentially happen that maybe has happened in very Self, rare cases. Self-immolation. No, that's different. <laughs> I, I agree, but this that's is different. this is almost like the, the definition of self-immolation. Your body's just like, no, we're just going to burn this <laughs> shit down. Peace out. Yeah, you're, you're done. Burn this mother down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so white damp or stink damp is produced when the coal in a mine starts slowly burning. Hmm. Coal can self-ignite. That's not surprising. Uh. And they can burn slowly due to being starved of oxygen. This produces carbon monoxide uh-huh. and hydrogen sulfide. I know it, that that's not a fucking good combination of anything. Uh, white damp is toxic even at low levels. Uh, underground coal fires can burn for a long time and are very hard to extinguish. Uh, th- there is a podcast we did on a city that the underground is still on fire. Yes, Centralia. Centralia. Uh-huh. I, I, was it due to mining? I don't remember. I I think so. I think it was. Yeah, yeah it's still uh-huh. all the coal and shit burning so. underneath. Yeah, it's still on fire. Like yeah, decades later. Well, and that's interesting that it's like yes, it's on fire, but it's not flames fire. No, it's it's smoke creating right. fire. Right. It, it's and it's a gas. It's a constant creating. radiant heat, yeah. which it, it's. And it's creating all this horrible gas yeah. or toxic gas. And you and once it reaches a certain size, you can't put it out. Like, you just, mm-hmm. you can't. Well, like Centralia, they just... You just have to cordon it off and... They just evacuated a whole city. Like, we're gonna... We're gonna relegate this part of Earth mm-hmm. to whatever. Mm-hmm. To the Middle Earth. Yeah. If it takes it. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's kind of what they it looks like. They literally went to relegation. Right? <laughs> Not in the soccer way, either. No, in a much worse way. In a, there's a fire underground that we can't put out way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so underground coal fires can burn for a long time and are very hard to extinguish. There is a seam of coal in Australia that has been on fire for over 5,500 years. What? 5,500? we were only talking about decades. So this it's is... obviously prior to mining. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the core of the earth is on fire. Constantly. Mm. So it's... You know, fire damp is mainly methane gas and is highly explosive, yes, when mixed with air. It only takes the presence of 5% of methane for the atmosphere to become explosive. Coal dust is also explosive when it it becomes airborne. We've learned that before, too. Mm. Before the introduction of safety lamps, the only way to deal with fire damp was to have a person wrap their body in wet rags, Mm. 
Jesus. And use a long pole to ignite any methane. What the fuck? Oh, like to burn it out of the sure. air. Sure. And because yes. Wait. That's so, why they were. I'm sorry. It's literally that's like horrible. It, it is, but that's somebody horrible. somebody had to do Somebody's it. Somebody's job was to cover themselves in wet rags, and, and that was the and version try, of and try like, to ignite, safety. And try to ignite methane. Oh my god. Because they were covered from head to foot, they were often called a penitent, as they looked like a monk. A penitent, maybe. Penchant. Or penitent. Penitent. I've never heard that word. As they looked like a monk. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's that like, English class. I it guess. sounds like penitentiary. Pentient. Penti. I thought it was um, penitent. I, t- I don't know. It, uh, well, it, it could be misspelled. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a Who lot knows? of things. Anyway, that, you look, he looked that like thing. a he looked like a monk. There you go. Yeah. Methane is lighter than air, so they would crawl as low as he could and hopefully stay below the fire oh, blast. Jesus. So what? How, they must have they must have sent their least favorite co-worker to do that yeah and this is probably also in a day in a a time where they're making you know like here's 10 cents an hour with no bathroom breaks what the what the fuck or we'll just send the 10 year old kid we've Uh, got working for he probably is the one (laughs) yes it takes fewer wet rags that way they're smaller and he's lower to the ground yes so it's safer yeah (laughs) <laughs> that that would literally that that oh that'd, that'd be exactly how they'd argue yes. it in court yes. in a wrongful death suit. But like he's low to the ground already. We, that's f- <laughs> for his safety, and nobody bringing up these ten. <laughs> uh, so before the introduction of safety lamps, the only way to deal with fire damp was to have the person wrap their right. body in wet rags. Uh-huh. In eighteen fifteen, Sir Humphrey Davy invented the safety lamp. He put a fine metallic mesh screen surrounding the flame, and it helped prevent explosions. If fire damp was present, the flame would burn with a blue cap at the top of the flame. These lamps also helped detect black damp as the flame would go out before the gas got to levels that would cause the miners to pass out. Oh, okay, so safety lamps in terms of, like, it's the canary in the coal Mm -hmm. mine. Like, it's a new technology. Okay. Yeah, it has certain signals. Like, if it does this, Uh Uh do this. If it does that, do that. Mostly just get out of there. (laughs) Yeah. Many miners didn't like the safety lamp because it was not as bright as a standard light and was too big to be put on a miner's helmet. At that time, the workers were paid on the amount of coal produced, so anything that slowed down production was not welcome. Yeah. Using an electric lamp seemed like a safer safer option as it got rid of a flame in a Mm -hmm. potentially flammable environment, but early electric lamps had their own problems. Yeah. Uh-huh. The batteries were worn on a case that was worn on a miner's belt. A flexible cord ran up to a lamp mounted in the hiner- in the miner's helmet. The batteries had a habit of leaking, and the acid could oh burn God. people using them. Jesus! The cord could catch on any protrusions, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the lamp only put out six candle power. There was also a chance of the early bulbs short-circuiting and creating a spark, which... Oh, my God. Definitely don't want that. Um... I think I might have mentioned that recently. Like I've been in rooms before where you can't have, you can't have a belt on nothing. Nothing because, metal. Okay. Well, nothing that can make create a charge. Okay. You know, it, your create cell phone being like one of the main things. The human bot can carry a charge mm-hmm. though. But I'm but I'm in a suit. But I just can't have like a, okay. nothing metallic. Okay. No earrings. Nothing. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Anyway. But this is much. This is much more dangerous. Yes, this is I would not, not at all. I would fucking not do this. They probably all had so much metal on them. Anyway. Yeah, true. 
So even if a worker survived the dangers of the mines, he still stood a large chance of suffering from black lung disease yeah. from inhaling coal dust. Yeah. The dust would cause inflammation of the lung and scarring would follow. There is no cure for black lung disease. The history of coal mining in New Zealand is full of explosions and accidents. Jeez, yeah. Just like here. Pike, Pike, Pike River Mine. Yes, there you go. That was the one. Yep. Pike River? Pike. I know it was Pike something. The first coal mine was opened in the 1840s. The worst mining disaster in New Zealand is the 1896 Brunner Mine Disaster. Huh. Oh. It killed 65 miners in Westland's wow. Grey Valley. Wow. On March 26, at 9.30 in the morning, there was an explosion in the Brunner Mine. Two people headed inside to see if they could help, but they were overcome from after damp. After damp is the leftover gases left by a fire damp explosion. It is mainly carbon monoxide and nitrogen. The two men were dragged out and revived, and most oh, of the wow. miners killed in the disaster were asphyxiated rather than killed in the explosion. Yeah. While the bodies were recovered, many rescuers were overcome from the gases produced oh, wow. and needed rescuing themselves. Jeez. There were two more coal mining explosions in New Zealand after the Brunner Mine disaster and before the Strongman disaster and before oh. the Strongman mine. Fifty-two miners died in explosions in the seventy-one yeah. years between the two disasters. So the west coast of New Zealand's South Island is known for its ruggedness and its beauty. Mm. It is a long, narrow strip of land with the Southern Alps on one side and the sea on the other. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. It does sound really pretty. Mountain, ocean, mm-hmm. like or sea, even well, yeah, body uh-huh. of water, mm-hmm. like right next to each other. Cliffs and beautiful That's vistas. Yes, just mm-hmm. bound to be gorgeous, no mm-hmm. matter where it is. Yeah. It is a long, narrow strip of land with the Southern Alps on the one side mm-hmm. and the sea on the other, and it is just under 10% of New Zealand's, New Zealand's total land area. Mm. This is the least populated region of New Zealand yeah. due to its remoteness, and large parts <coughs> of it are uninhabited. The population is steady and showing no signs of growth. Yeah, the, okay. Yeah, so you don't it's hear just, that about many places. No, you don't, especially a place like that. Right. Um... These days, the tourism industry is the second largest source of employment, but the region only accounts for 2% of all tourism expenditure in New Zealand. So the West Coast has had several gold rushes over the years, and small towns have come and gone, as Mm -hmm. is common when there's a, all of a sudden, whatever resource it is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're going to mine it for everything it's worth, and then, eh. The um, Royal Ontario Museum had a very interesting exhibit on uh, minerals and gems. Sure. And it talked about, like, the gold rushes and my, and how much they had a wall. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Had a wall made out of uh, stone, like, X number of tons of stone. And then in the wall there was a little, you know, display case, like a tiny bit of gold. And it's like, it takes this much mining to find this much gold yeah which is nuts yeah but hey people will do it for some reason so is the only source of poundamu 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 never heard of that greenstone anywhere in the world poundamu poundamu that poundamu poundamu one of those yes somebody there are people that are like yes that's it and then they're like no my ears Ponamu. I, I like Ponamu. Ponamu. I think I'm going to call it that. From, okay. Yeah. Sounds better. Okay. Has a better ring to it. So Ponamu was prized by Maori. Yep. Ma- Maori. Maori. For its beauty and strength. Today it is used mainly in jewelry. <laughs> Some people... Oh, Jesse, you were all, all relaxed. 
relaxed and laying down. Why are you getting up now? Because the door is closed. Mm -hmm. Some people consider it bad luck to buy it for yourself, and it should only ever be gifted to someone else. Hmm. I have a feeling I know what we're going to be mining for. Ah. It should be worn close to the skin as it soaks up your body oil, and this helps keep its shine. Oh, interesting. Usually, well, in some cases, uh, body oil's dull jewelry, Mm -hmm. so that's interesting. Greenstone is found on rivers and beaches all along the west coast. Wow. So digging for coal at Runanga <coughs> started in September 1939. Sorry. Letting the cat out. Mm-hmm. Bye, Jesse. See you, buddy. We thought you would be chill. Yeah. We thought wrong. <laughs> of course. Because it's never... It's, it's never chill. Never happened. Uh, that one we're recording. Mm-hmm. So just seven days before, 11 men had been asphyxiated working at the Glen Afton coal mine in Huntley in, in the North Island. Mm. The strongman was owned and run by the New Zealand government. Mm. The mine is 10 miles north of Greymouth and in a gully named Nine Mile Creek. There were five streams of coal referenced in alphabetical order, the lowest elevation being A and the highest being E. Okay. Before long, the strongman was the largest coal mine in New Zealand. Its tunnels spread over three square miles. Wow. That's a lot. The Strongman Mine had a reputation for being a gassy mine right from the early oh, days, no. which is... That's not okay. <laughs> no, we're not talking about a human. No. Yeah, Like, right. like, like you, you even want to stay away from that. Right. <laughs> like, that person over there is really gassy. But it's not going like, to kill you. Right. Well, it might. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, it'll be gross and difficult. Right. But... <laughs> but your immediate reaction is like, well, I'm not going near there. Right. Whereas this is like, no, we're going in there to yeah. to dig, mm-hmm. and maybe a spark will happen. Like, we, Jesus, no. You know, you can't start a fire. Can't start without, a fire without, without a spark. spark. This comes from High Herd. What, what does he say there? This comes from where I heard? This Guns for Hire. Oh, This Guns for Hire. What, That's I, what I've I always a, heard. Oh, I had a different song in my head, I think. No, anyway. no, he, he does go here. No, it's kind of mumbler. Great show, by the way. I would... <laughs> I, I would recommend it to anybody. Yes, Bruce Springsteen is pretty great live, even though now he's probably like seventy-three he's or something. Way older than when we saw him. Yeah, and he was old yeah, then. Yeah, because we saw him like like eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's That's definitely wild. he's definitely in his seventies now. I think at least or close yeah. to it. Uh, I think he was around sixty when I first saw him. That was when he played the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that was that was oh nine. Uh, the year would have been 08. It would have been the 07 season. It was actually, or no. No, I think it was 09. I think you're right. Because uh, that's when I saw him in Boston. So that was 14 years ago and he was 60. 59 I, or 60. So yes, he is like 73 or 74. I was thinking he played the Super Bowl where the Giants ruined the, the Patriots' perfect no, season. that was... But that was Tom Petty, I believe, that played that Oh, one. man, I kind of remember that. Well, they after the after Nipplegate, they went on a run of. We're <laughs> yes. just gonna have classic. Yes, we're just kind of old people. dudes who yeah. don't really do anything. Who don't tear off people's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never thought I would defend Justin Timberlake, but he didn't actually tear he off didn't. Janet Jackson's he, he tore off her, nipple. He tore off her nipple plate or whatever. No, her it was. bra, or, like yeah, top. Whatever it was. Yeah. She she had a nipple cover thingy. I did not see it. I was watching it, but yeah. I didn't see it. And half the people were like. What was that? And the other half was, right. what was that? Like, right. what, are you, what are you talking about? It happened that quick. Um, mildly unrelated. Because, of course. <laughs> because let's keep so, going So, Tom Petty. You mentioned Tom Petty. I, I just had to share this. Our beloved Sherry Berry 
Oh. Is no longer our elevator lady in North Carolina, She's right? Not. The elevator inspector lady, or the it's I believe the commissioner of labor or something, something like, like that. that. Um, the new commissioner of labor is Josh Dobson, mm-hmm. which sounds like James Dobson to me, as in Doctor Dobson. Focus on the family, like to- super fundamentalist, um, evangelical. I don't know who that is. Yeah, anyone. Thankfully. If you know, you know. If you don't, just be glad. Um, and then the the person who actually like signs off on the inspections underneath him is Thomas Petty. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so you have Doctor Thompson and Tom Petty, <laughs> an unlikely pairing. <laughs> Very unlikely. Now inspecting our elevators in North yes. Carolina. Op- opening for Thomas Petty. <laughs> Doctor James Thompson. Yes. Uh, that could work. Yeah. So anyway, we're talking yeah, about yeah. a mine. Yeah. Oh, that that's right. A, New Zealand mine. A, a gassy mine. Gassy mine. So the mine was originally ventilated by a single exhaust fan that had the oh capacity dear. to pump 80,000 cubic feet per minute. That sounds like a lot. Sounds like a I've, lot, but I don't uh, know. For a three square mile Probably mine. not enough. In 1952, the fan capacity was increased to 120,000 cubic, cubic feet per minute. While the mine did have equipment to run tests to check for carbon monoxide... And methane, there was no automatic monitoring system, and tests had to be done manually. Testing for gas was only done regularly every 30 days. What? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to check, like, every minute of every, or every second of every minute of every hour of every day. That's why I was going to say, you know, it's a no automatic system to check, and it's like, well, then how, that can change so fast. (laughs) Yes. How fast? frequently would you need to test very like i said like every second <coughs> mm-hmm. like there Pretty was much. yeah if workers suspected gas was present between tests and unscheduled tests would be carried out like, oh okay no. now how would they suspect it if they're starting to get faint and tired like or, what or there's a dead canary or yes yeah. they carried the canary mm-hmm. <laughs> carry canary <laughs> the arsonist had oddly shaped feet what was that from? <laughs> that's from uh, Anchorman. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so gas was not the only problem in the strongman mine. To prevent coal dust explosions, a process was used called stone dusting. Dry calcium carbonate was sprinkled or was mixed with water and a wet slurry was mixed for, to form a paste. Okay. This helped stop the coal releasing gases and absorbing oxygen. Oh, okay. Okay. The system it's used weird, to... but okay. Yeah, I can kind of see how yeah. it would work. Um, the system used to extract the coal consisted of drilling a hole, inserting dynamite, and detonating oh, it geez. with an electric charge. Electric which charge. It's just something you're not really supposed to... No, no, I wouldn't think that's exactly safe. Imagine being, like, inside of the earth, and yeah. somebody, like, just drills a hole, which I'd, I'd be nervous about that. Yes. And then they're like, shoves I've, a stick of. Dynamite. And then they're like, oh, I've got a stick of dynamite, and like, let's light it and see what happens. Like, I'd be like, no, like I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah, I, I'm leaving this actual. You can see what continent. happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing I won't see you ever again. Right. This is mm-hmm. our goodbyes. Mm-hmm. It was fun working with you. <laughs> yeah, it was a, bl- it was a blast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm learning how to. How to laugh without moving much. It's like a... Mm. (laughs) So this is called firing a shot. Firing a shot. 
The coal was then shoveled into carts, and they were pulled out of the mine on rail lines, which we've all seen that. Yeah, like, the mine carts. Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that totally took me back to um, the Mall of America back in the 90s. They had, uh, you know, one of those uh, rides where you just look at a... They make your chair rumble mm-hmm. and stuff as you look at a giant screen that like yeah. simulates something. It was called the Mystery Mine Ride. Yeah, it just and gives it was... kids motion sickness. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was, because I was scared of everything as a kid, that it said at the very beginning, you know, if you get, you know, motion sickness or whatever, or, or are scared or whatever, just look down. Because then you can just see, you'll just see the seats and you, you realize you're not mm-hmm. in this yeah, mine like, or look whatever. At yeah, exactly. And I remember doing that. Yeah, I would I would just not be anywhere near the mine. Yeah, there you go. Not that, even the that, simulated that, one. That, yeah, that'd be my strategy. Mm-hmm. So because New Zealand is in the southern hemisphere, the Christmas holidays are a couple of weeks long. Oh. Government shuts down completely and a lot of companies close for the two weeks as well. That's lovely. That Why is, can't yeah. we get a two-week shutdown? Because we gotta fuck, we gotta pump shit out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in gotta, a lot of places, go to work. in a lot of places, it is effectively like yeah. that because so many people. Take end of the year is, you know, people mm-hmm. take vacation and be like, you know, it's the end of the year. I'm gonna fuck off for a week. Yeah. You know? And the worst is when somebody, a client, a customer, whoever, is like not realizing that and trying to make somebody do shit. Yeah. So school doesn't go back until the beginning of February. Wow. Wow. School kids get a whole Dumb month kids? off to drive their parents crazy and make them hemorrhage money. <laughs> yeah. Stephen does I, I have gonna, children. I, I was going to say, I, I believe there was a, a little bit of a, a wink, wink in there. <laughs> yes. There had been an explosion in the mine on the sixth of January, nineteen fifty-six, but because it had occurred during the holidays when the mine was not being worked on, oh. no one had been injured. Oh, okay. On the 3rd of February, 1956, it was reported that 40,000 cubic feet of inflammable gas was found in the mine. Mm. Workers were pulled out until the gas cleared the following day. One of the methods to clear from the mine to clear gas from the mine was to run a compressed airline and blow it out. Oh, Despite, okay. That doesn't sound safe either. Despite these incidents, the strongman mine was considered a safe place to work. Um, compared to what? <laughs> I would put, like, in <laughs> giant, uh, in all caps and in quotations, mm-hmm. relatively speaking. <clears throat> exactly. We're is talking it like, about a mine. Is it relative to those, like, <laughs> deadliest catch guys or to, like, lumberjacks? Or is it relative to, like, working at a convenience store? Right. Like, you might get shot. <laughs> you might. But you might not. You probably won't. You probably, statistically, you probably mm-hmm. won't. Statistically, if you work at a mine... You probably you won't. are going to die. Well... At some point. Well, everyone's going to die at some point. But, like, from wa- mine-related things. I wonder what the incident... Like, where mining falls on... You know, like, deadliest uh, occupations? Uh, it always has those Alaskan fishermen and I lumberjacks. Would a, I would think it's a top ten. The loggers. Yeah. It feels very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, we have mine disasters here every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a time Almost where... Almost heaven, West Virginia. Yeah, I can't think of a time where everybody survived. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not exactly you know. a uh, an easily survivable no. situation. Yeah. No. So despite these incidents, the strongman mine was considered a safe place yeah, to work. that's so odd. Several of the articles I found mentioned the mine's quote-unquote impeccable safety record. Impeccable, impeccable meaning nobody's died so far. Well, nobody died like yesterday. Yeah. I think that's what it means. <laughs> like one nobody, of those... di- nobody died this week. Right. <laughs> 
It's been at least one day yeah. since our last safety incident. Yeah, like like if, if yeah. that board, because I uh -huh. used to have that board at work, right. at one place I worked, mm -hmm. like if that board ever got to like 10 days, people would be like, oh my god. Yeah, we're on a roll it's, it's here. It's like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And it's not like an accident, it's like death. Yeah, like actual... We haven't yeah. had a death in 10 days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we kid. Like, this is... This is horrible. This is our way of coping with it. Well, we, we kid because this is just a horrible thing that we shouldn't be doing in the first place. Mining. We really shouldn't be doing that. It's bad for the earth and it's bad for people. kind of shouldn't be doing it anymore. We've found other ways to get it. But anyway, that's, that's a well, whole other conversation. Well, and we've learned how dangerous it is and how mm -hmm. much it's fucking up the planet. So on the 18th of January, 1967, almost an exact 10 years before I graced this planet. <laughs> Or was the planet grace with me? Who, who knows? <laughs> Miners working in an area known as Greens Number no. 2 noticed a haze in the air. No. After they had blasted in the area. They tested for gas, but the results were negative. The area was reported as free of gas. Huh. When their shift ended, they reported that everything was in good order and condition. And the ventilation was fair. Uh, uh, fair. fair. It's okay. It's fine. Eh. It's fair. Nobody thought to tell the next shift that anything unusual had happened, so they had no reason to take any oh, extra precautions. No. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. Can you... I don't work mm. in a dangerous mine, and we have, like, when we change shifts... Right. There's a whole debrief, huh? Right. Yeah. So you know what's going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Also... And the odds of me dying at work are pretty slim. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> so... I can't imagine, like... The, the people who were on that first shift who later realized that they never said anything to those like, guys Like, hey, did you guys tell dying. them? What's, what's a good, uh, what's, what's a fine Australian name? Well, it's New Zealand. Or New Zealand, I'm sorry, the, the continent of Australia. Well, I don't, I only know Stephen, but I don't want to yeah, say Stephen, know, that's not like a, um, I guess they have names just like us. They don't have anything <laughs> fun. Wasn't it a Humphy? Yeah, there might be a Sven in there somewhere. <laughs> Why did but, there be a Sven? I don't know, because he went there from... From, from, uh, small, from Sweden? From Sweden at from some point. Sweden? Like his parents owned the mine or something. Um, uh, <laughs> Humphy was the name I guess, that was I guess we'll go with, we'll, go, we'll just go with Brian. Like the, Brian's the, the, a good yeah. one. Brian's a did, good one. Did anybody tell Brian? Mm-hmm. That, uh. Brian's good. And everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So, workers at the mine had just returned back from their holiday four days ago on the 19th of January, 1967. Mm. The men were still recounting what they had done over Christmas break. Mm. Most of the men had families who lived in the nearby towns. Mm. They all drank at the same pubs, played sports together, and their kids all went to the school, same schools together. Mm. At 10 o'clock in the morning, a group of miners had just sat down for their morning tea break when they felt a blast from further down the shaft. Mm -hmm. Blasting was common. At first, they thought it was just a sort of dynamite being set off. Though someone commented on the shot going off during the tea break, it was only yeah. when local the when the local coal wagon stopped moving that they started to suspect that something was wrong. Oh, no. A couple of the men headed down the mine and found that some of the wagons had been blown off their rails and the timber bracing used to hold the roof had been destroyed. Uh... The men didn't realize at the time just how lucky they had been. The fireball had traveled down the tunnel towards them. Oh my god. It then hit a wet patch where water was leaking through the walls. Oh wow. And this was enough to slow down the blast and extinguish the fireball simultaneously. Jeez. 
One of the big differences between the layout of Strongman Mine and the Pike Creek Mine, Pike, Pike Creek, Creek, covered in back in back episode sixty three. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> we literally spent an inordinate amount of time trying to remember. Was that the fan running Strongman's ventilation system was located outside the mine on open ground? The fan at Pike Creek was located inside the mine mm-hmm. shaft and was destroyed in the explosion, yeah. making it far more dangerous for workers to re-enter uh, the mine. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Right. The fan at the Strongman mine kept working, giving the survivors time to get out safely and rescuers oh. the ability to look for survivors. Okay. The air ducts in the uh, damaged section of the mine had been destroyed, but the rest of the air system kept working, allowing workers enough fresh air to escape. Sure. Okay. There were 240 people working underground, wow. and the call went out to evacuate the mine. It took nine minutes before the first workers got out of the mine. They Jeez. had trouble seeing through the coal dust disturbed mm. in the blast. Off-duty miners arrived at the entrance, entrance and headed to see in to see if they could help. Wow. They were well aware that there could have been another explosion yeah. at any time. When they went into the mine, they found that the air was <clears throat> still breathable for the first two kilometers. Wow. After that, the rescuers had to use breathing equipment that filtered out the carbon dioxide from their breaths and added oxygen from a bubble. This system only lasted two hours before they had to head back up Mm -hmm. into the fresh air to be topped off with oxygen again. Their first job was repairing the fresh air system to make recovery easier. Okay. They had no goggles and their eyes were stinging from the heat, dust, and humidity. All of the people involved in the recovery knew the victims and had to cope with seeing the mangled oh, wow. remains of people they had been talking to just a few days before. Jeez. Greymouth Hospital had been put on alert to prepare for patients, but they were never needed. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere was so toxic that just one breath of it would have been fatal. Wow. The temperature in the mine hit 122 degrees oh, Fahrenheit as the team went in. One man was only able to be identified by the way he had modified his boots by cutting pieces out of them. Jeez. Later on that night, it was decided that there was no chance of finding the four missing men, and the rescue attempt was called off. The teams that had gone back into the mine were just too tired to carry on mm-hmm. after working in such horrible conditions. Yeah. Wow. It's terrible. So the rescuers knew that there was a fire burning in the mine, and conditions were getting worse. There was no option but to seal the area off. Fifteen bodies were recovered on the first day. Teams of men from other mines nearby had assembled to help, but it was decided that they were not needed. A week later, a team went back in and recovered two more bodies. Hmm. Despite going over the area where the men had been working four times, the remains of the last four victims were never located. Wow. It was assumed that they were buried under a rock fall because yeah. of uh, calls caused by the explosion. Yeah, that makes sense. At least one of the men involved in the recovery of the bodies felt that the last four workers might have been found if the teams from the other mines had been allowed in on the first day. But, mm. I mean, who knows? Mm. Five of the men involved in the rescue attempt were awarded the British Empire Medal for oh. their efforts. The bodies recovered were buried in a mass grave. The, oh. the youngest was just 18 years old and the oh. oldest was 64. Wow. The names of men that were never recovered were added to the memorial stone. Mm. The explosion <clears throat> had happened in an area known as Green's Number no. Two Section. It is part of the C Seam. Oh, okay. Because uh, yeah, Stephen said A B C D E, like mm-hmm. it was in order of a so it's like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the court of inquiry did find that there was insufficient training of the people finding firing the dynamite in the mine, 
and that a shot of dynamite had probably broken through into an old area of the mine that was full of gas. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, huh? I mean, all the... Yeah. Uh, all the things that could go wrong. Just, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised anybody has lived to tell the tale right. of... <laughs> well, it's when, insane. When it said that 240 people were initially in there, I'm kind of shocked the death toll was as low as it was. Right. They really did get out of there. A yeah. lot of people got out of there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, as as with any mine disaster, it could have been so much worse yeah. as we mm-hmm. as we went over earlier. Uh, so while the areas that were being worked uh, were monitored for gas, the abandoned parts of the mine were not. Yeah, that's... because they're abandoned. Yeah, but so... they, gas doesn't like say, "Oh, wait, this is the abandoned area. We're and, not allowed to leave the abandoned." And area. you've got to be, you've also got to be thinking, this is 1960s technology. We're talking, so nothing is computerized. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, like nowadays, I would hope. Yeah, goodness. Who uh-huh. knows for fucking sure? Because yeah. it costs money, and we can't have that for our of stock. Not like if, maximize profits. Yeah, Come on. If we have to spend money on safety. Our stock price might go down. Exactly. It's just easier to have people die. Mm-hmm. But I would Cheaper. think. But I would think. Well, actually, in one line disaster <coughs> we talked about, now they build like little, um, like little rooms that you can get in and right. wait Escape it wait rooms. it out. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. So that's right. Yeah, I remember. So that. I would think nowadays, like everything is, I would hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there have been lobbyists against that. I would hope everything is monitored all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course dangerous shit's still going to happen because mm-hmm. mine's... It is inherently dangerous regardless. And it's unpredictable. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the slightest thing, oh, I, I mm-hmm. moved a rock. Right. Mm-hmm. Could cause whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Yeah, and then and this time, they're literally relying on canaries. Yes. Ten-year-olds uh, uh, dr- dressed in wet cloths, <laughs> lighting a stick uh-huh. a- ahead of them. Like, this is the, you know... Uh, and and battery packs that have a wire running down right the back, that yeah. that the acid leaks out of and burns your skin yes. or uh-huh. the cord gets caught on something and mm-hmm. blows everybody up mm-hmm. like yeah this is what we're and these got these guys got paid ten cents an hour yeah yeah you know, I mean nobody was making millions of dollars doing this shit mm-hmm. fucking nuts um so yes the explosion happened in Green's number two section part of the C seam. The court of inquiry did find that there was an insufficient training of the people firing the dynamite in the mine and that a shot of dynamite had probably broken through into an old area that was full of gas. Mm-hmm. They also found that the monitoring of the air quality was substandard. <laughs> what was the standard, though? Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a 10-year-old right. f- filled, filled with wet rags. Uh-huh. Like, how many of those did you have? Right. Oh, you only had two? Oh, that's substandard. Yeah. Where are the other 10-year-olds? Right. Why aren't they all wearing wet rags? And... It's a minimum of five, sir. Uh, Samples of air were only tested every 30 days, and the design of the ventilation system was found to have problems. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Recommendations from the Court of Enquiry included the purchase and installation of an automatic watering system to help control the gas buildup, and that the ventilation regulators for mines uh, be upgraded. Hmm. They also said that some of the people firing shots did not hold the qualifications to do the job. Oh my god! Like, probably this is also 1967. It's just random. There people. probably are no SOPs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so what? <laughs> like what? Explosion? We're gonna let off dynamite under the earth? Sure. Yeah. Just just yeah. ask. That was the qualification. 
the 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 fucking crazy motherfucker that wanted to do it. Right. <laughs> like there was no. He's like, so I take this and light it. Yeah, sure. Why not? You just shove it into the wall of the yeah. rock, you know? Yeah, I would just, not have been at that conference. Kaboom. Like, no. <laughs> um, the Court of Inquiry uh, recommended that a, that a system of refresher courses of mining ventilation oh, and shot firing education. be instituted for all existing mine staff. Oh, my goodness. Including the 10-year-olds that were about to grow out of yeah. uh, being wet rags well they were gonna they were gonna graduate to proper they were gonna be the dynamite kids yeah that's what happens when you turn 11 the hey the dynamite kid dynamite that was, kid that was a wrestler back in the day I know. the new zealand government paid between two hundred thousand and two hundred fifty thousand new zealand pounds in compensation to the families of the men who had been killed in the explosion i'm kind of surprised by that i'm but not then again because... the, the government does own the mine so well and also remember we've talked about new zealand safety culture it's true government we don't have one in the u.s government no <laughs> we don't have one no not particularly i mean to, to be fair we actually really do and things would be so much worse if we didn't oh god but it's not great still <laughs> it needs to be much better yeah it depends on what business you're in yeah so that is the equivalent of 8.6 million or 11 million new zealand dollars okay. in today's money okay it's also worth less than 5 million u.s dollars but hey mm-hmm. a new mine called strongman 2 Oh, no. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I added that part. I know. <laughs> Opened in 1994. While it was underground and it was very shallow, later on it was converted to an open mine, uh, open pit okay. mine. Mm-hmm. This was because the coal was so prone to self-combustion. Jesus. Not good. The coal fire started in 1998 and was still burning in 2014, despite many attempts to put the fire out. So oh that's God. 16 years? Yeah. Jesus. Solid Energy, the owner of the mine, went into liquidation in 2015. The mine was bought by Birchfield Coal Mines, but hasn't been actively mined since then. The victims of the disaster were far more than just the 19 men that had died. 31 children lost their father, 13 wives lost their husband, and their only source of income. Yeah. In 2007, a memorial was erected near the entrance of the mine to remember the dead and the men who carried out the recovery of the bodies. Only two years after the memorial was unveiled, an explosion at Pike Creek killed 29 Uh, men, showing that the strongman mine disaster had taught us nothing. Yeah. At the end of 2021, there were 15 coal mines still in operation in New Zealand. Mm. All of them are open cast. These mines are much safer than strongman or Pike Creek. Mm -hmm. It will be interesting to see how long it takes before we forget all the lessons Mm -hmm. we have learned from strongman and Pike Creek and start making the same mistakes over and over again. Well, see, the difference between um, New Zealand and the United States is there would have not been any, um, oh, when will we forget? Well, we, we would never like have. Tomorrow. We would have never clocked it to begin with. Like Remember, right, this, right now. <laughs> this is the country of um, thousands of mass shootings with no action taken. So, yeah. So that was the Strongman Mine Explosion. <clears throat> Well done, Stephen. Yes, very well done. And uh, as always, to all of our listeners, uh, thank you very much for sending us scripts. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're again recording at uh, 1.36 a.m. Yes. <laughs> We're both tired. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice just being able to pull out a script from our pile. <laughs> yes. You, you played a gig tonight and I had to work. Yes. So yes. I played my version of a gig. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes. You know what? That's probably why I'm especially 
coffee tonight from all the oh, singing. Oh, from singing? Yeah, probably. And from, like, because as I was playing and singing, I wasn't noticing or taking big breaths while singing, you know? Well, actually, I did a little bit because I was, <laughs> during, um, before he cheats, I was like, duck like he into the side of his pretty little souped up four-wheel drive. I forget you guys play that song. Me too. <laughs> Carrie Underwood classic. Yes, indeed. Um, Dave calls it the man-hating song. It's like, well, it sounds like the man deserved to be hated. No, it's not man-hating. It's, it's, it's everybody's been through a breakup while... I, everybody except for you, I think. Has been, I've been has through been a breakup. But like a breakup like that, where you want like to Like just... a really terrible one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's a fun way yeah. to end. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, country music loves a revenge song. There you go. <laughs> I mean, if that's a tentpole of uh, country music. <laughs> exactly. Um, so thank you very much, Stephen, our friend from New Zealand. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we're never going to stop mining, but... I know, maybe it's, we... and it's shitty. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, how many people have died because of mining? I mean, we've got stories like well, this, of course. In the actual <clears throat> job of doing the mining, thousands. Mm-hmm. How many hundreds of thousands of people have died afterwards from all sorts of physical effects? Right, there's that, too. You know? But but even, like, there's, there's these types of mines, but then there's, like, the blood diamond mines and mm-hmm. shit that, like, are that's, even... That's... 10 trillion times worse because yeah. of how unregulated they are and how exploitative. Oh, they're regulated. Uh, well, <laughs> regulated for maximum profit. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds about right. So, all right. Well, time to wrap it up. I'm heading to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the story of the Strongman Mine Explosion by yes. Stephen. Thank you very much. Thank once you, again, Stephen. Stephen. Yes. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week. Ciao. (laughs) Sorry. Ciao.